Welcome to Red, White, Infused. I'm your host, Heather Evans. So today we're going to continue talking a little bit about rural America. Specifically, hey, guess what? We just had an election. 2022 election. It's in the books. I mean, we're still waiting on a couple races to figure out who's going to hold control of the Senate to also make sure we get it right for the House. But the election is now over. And with that in mind, today our show is going to really revolve around the election that happened here in the Ninth District, as well as what some students have been doing over at UVA Wise involving the election. So I've invited two students on today to talk a little bit about what they experienced this election and their course project they're doing. It's actually for my class, the class on Congress. So we have Trey Sidham. He is from Big Stone Gap, Virginia, and is an education major. And he, this is his first time on the show. So thanks for being here, Trey. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we also have Caitlin Parton. You may remember Caitlin. She's been on a couple of times. She's even hosted a show of her own. She is from Churchill, Tennessee, and she is a political science major. Both of these students are seniors. Yay. And they have to graduate. You know, they have to have my class to graduate. So, uh, <laughs> Caitlin, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for letting, uh, for letting me be here, Dr. Evans. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we have a lot to talk about. I there, there are so many things I want to talk about involving this election. I think, though, before we get into the results of the election, I want to talk about what it is y'all been up to this semester. So um, for those who have never had my class and don't really know much about like what are classes like at UVA Wise, I teach a class on Congress where all the students play a member of Congress all semester in a simulation. And this semester, we did a little something different as well. So they're they're playing a simulation. They're trying to pass bills on the floor of the House and, and of the Senate and things like that. But the one thing that's different is a survey project that we were doing. So this survey project, I had floated an idea about a project like this a couple years ago. And then a friend of mine, Brandon Moore, um, had also, we had, we talked a little bit about this too, and that I really wanted to involve my students in this, where we wanted to know, and I think this is true for most party committees, we wanted to know what makes people tick in Southwest Virginia? What do people care about? And so with the class, we created a survey. And students went out to the community to see what people thought, what they knew, what they cared about. So, Trey, I'm going to go to you for the first question. So tell everybody a little bit about what, what was on the survey. We'll start there. What, what was on it? All right. So mostly the big part of the survey was what are, do you think are the most important issues facing Southwest Virginia, facing America? Also, do you know the candidates that were running in the North District? I found a lot of people that did not know any of the candidates. They knew that there was a man running, and that was it. Some knew his name, some didn't know Morgan Griffith's, Griffith's name. Um, hardly anybody knew the second candidate, Tisha Devon, that was running um, against him. But what really stood out to me was the issues um, section. We had the very first encounter. Um, I asked the lady, I said, do you care to fill out this survey? And she was like, absolutely. I stand up for my rights. And I was like, all right. And in big, bold letters, the biggest problem facing Southwest Virginia and America, Democrats. I was like, okay, can you elaborate a little bit more? Yeah, that's all. But a lot of people wrote the economy, um, inflation, gas prices, things that we're all dealing with that 
are a struggle. But um, that was a lot of my surveys. Yeah. And Caitlin, can you tell us a little bit about your experience? What what did you see when you were out there? Yeah. Um, so one thing that, uh, you know, you almost immediately notice as you go and stand outside of business and start talking to people is people are really, really hesitant to do anything when you mention the word politics. Um, you know, I, I try to be really friendly. Uh, I really enjoy talking to people and getting to know people and uh, having that experience. And I would start out by saying, hey, you know, how are you all today? Uh, I'm a student at UVA Wise and I'm a political science major and we are taking surveys on the political attitudes of Southwest Virginians today and they hear political attitudes and they're freaked out immediately. And um, I just had to convince them. I was like, listen, it's nothing bad. We are not trying to indoctrinate you with anything. We just want to know what you think. Um, so that was really interesting to see people's reactions and how they say yes to the survey and how they say no to the survey. For me, I don't think I had as interesting answers as what Trey might have had. Um, but we, we, we saw a lot of people who really care about jobs in the economy, which really makes sense because we're in a rural area where, you know, we see a lot of um, impoverished individuals um, who really struggle with, with the prices of things today. So you know, that is very much a very valid reason to feel that that is a very important issue affecting not only Southwest Virginians, but many Americans today. Yeah. So some of the questions that were included on the survey for the listeners. So we had, we started off by asking if, um, first of all, are you a citizen of Virginia? And uh, then are you planning to vote and are you registered? And then do you know who's running in the ninth district? Um, And well, and who's running? So they could tell us who it was that was running. We then asked, um, what is the most important issue facing Southwest Virginians? What is the most important issues facing um, just America in general? And then there were some demographic questions at the end. And so, um, as you mentioned, Caitlin, you you may not have had as interesting responses as Trey had. There was one response that really stuck out to the class. Trey, you have to tell the story. My pleasure. I would love to elaborate. So I'm standing there doing my thing and this gentleman comes out of the store and I said, can I um, take just 30 seconds of your time? He was like, no, absolutely not. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Then he was like, no, man, I'm just uh, yanking your chain. It's fine. What are you doing? And I was like, well, I am doing a survey for my political science class at UVA Wise. We just want to see what you know. And so he's like, ah, give it to me. So I give him the survey. First question says, um, are you a resident of Virginia or what county are you in? First of all, he put USA. <laughs> he misread and said country, but that's fine. Um, then it got to the question, are you registered to vote? And he was like, I'm going to stop you right there. I said, okay. He said, I'm not registered to vote. And I'll tell you why. I said, okay, why? He said, I'm a millionaire and millionaires just don't need to vote. I said, okay. He's like, because when you got as much money as I do, you don't need to vote. You ain't got nothing else to worry about. And I said, all right. He said, you see that hammer over there? That's mine. I paid with it with my own money. I was like, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. 
<laughs> and I said, do you want to up the rest of the survey? I said, we would really like to know like what you think are pressing issues. He was like, nah, I think so. He said, I got all the money in the world. I ain't got a problem at all. And then he talked about his girlfriend that comes to visit him very often. And I said, thank you. Have a good day. Wow. <laughs> what well, a time. And now, and, and I think one of the things that's missing from the story is that the locations that students were going to, it, it, it was a little bit of difficulty uh, to get students in certain locations. So um, students had ideas about where they wanted to go and, and where they wanted to stand and kind of invite people to take the survey. They were only doing it for a one hour twice during the semester. So they did it once in September and once in October. And immediately, because we're in Wise, right? Students um, said that, okay, I want to go to Food City. I want to go to Walmart. I want to go to um, some of the larger places. And unfortunately, a lot of those places said no. So like Food City said no. And I even ended up like going to corporate and they still said no. Um, Walmart said no. And so a lot of the places were small. But Trey, for this one, you were in front of which establishment? Rural King. And, and y'all, Rural King treated the students really well, didn't they, Trey? Yeah, they really did. They were very nice, very courteous. Um, actually, they came out and because it was hot, they gave us water. And then one of the ladies was like, I know you're not getting any help. She was like, I will fill out your survey if you need me to. And I was like, please, please. Yeah, they were very kind. So thank you to Rule King and, and yes. Wise for, for doing this for us and letting us do that. So in the end, the students collected 81 responses from individuals. Now, this was across two different days, one set in September, one set in October. Um, and OK, so now I want to get into our, our big findings. And y'all have hinted around at some of them about how everyone was talking about the economy. They were talking about inflation. Did people know the candidates? So, Caitlin, can you tell us, like, did people know Tasha? Did they know, and so Tasha Devon, Morgan Griffith, did they know those names? To answer that very quickly, the answer is no. They did not know these names. So the numbers are not looking good. So out of 81 responses, um, we had 21 people who knew who Morgan Griffith was and that he was running. And we only had seven individuals know that Miss Tasha Devon was running. So those odds are not very good. Well, and I believe that part of the seven and Trey weren't part of the seven from your group, your second group. Right. So um, I work in the public school system. I'm a paraprofessional. And so I had some of my coworkers fill it out and I asked 10 of them too. And out of the 10, seven of them uh, knew who she was. And they knew that also that Morgan Griffith was running against her. Right. So, so it, when we think about that, like they're it, out of the people who are just sort of like randomly coming in and out of some of these shopping centers. And, and by the way, we had students set up outside of, oh gosh, y'all are going to have to help me with this one. So we did have Rule King. We had Goodwill in Wise. So thank you, Goodwill, for also allowing the students to be there. We had outside of um, like the Marshalls area, but it wasn't Marshalls. It was some of the other establishments that are right there in that shopping center allowed students to stand outside uh we had the coffee shop mm -hmm. in norton uh lincoln road said yes and i believe there was one other location uh so dollar general said yes caitlin tell them a little bit about that so i um was at 
for my first day, I was at the Family Dollar here in Wise, and we stood outside for right at 45, 50 minutes, and all was well. We had, you know, even went in and spoke to the cashier before we started, and um, she was like, yeah, this is fine. You all do what you need to do. No problem. Well, uh, 45 minutes, 50 minutes passes, and they have another employee come outside, and he said, hey, you all can't be doing this. Uh, our general manager has said that you all cannot stand outside and loiter. Um, and we were like, oh, well, our professor called and, uh, you know, cleared this with you all, and now we're being asked to leave, which was fine. I mean, we, we had got a pretty good amount of responses, but it was just kind of weird that I, I was just wondering, maybe maybe somebody complained said hey these kids are out here talking about politics this is not good so maybe that was it not sure maybe who knows but anyways if you were a business and you said yes to me thank you for allowing the students to to stand outside and just ask people to take a survey for an hour so in the end we got 81 responses and um, as you mentioned Caitlin seven people out of the 81 knew who Tasha Devon was 21 identified Griffith and yesterday was the election so yesterday at the end of the evening, um, it again, uh, Griffith won with an astounding 180,000 votes. Um, Devon received around 64,000. So those statistics are 73.5% went for Griffith, around 26.5% went for Devon. So, you know, given what we found in the surveys um, and kind of like, do, do people know that she was running um, against Griffith or really identifying either of them? I was um, yesterday evening, even into today, thinking a lot about that and uh, wondering, I mean, you guys are both young. You, you're at UVA Wise. I know that in terms of her concession speech or what it is that she put up online, she said that she you know, had activated a lot of young people in this election I mean, did y'all know about her? First of all, did, did you know much about her? So try, I'll start with you and then we'll go to Caitlin. I'm going to be honest. Um, I didn't know anything about her until I started to class at the beginning of the semester. And really like, I just knew her name. I didn't know anything about her and her presence was not big on social media and in like her campaigning. I just, I didn't, I didn't even see signs for her until probably the middle of October is when I started seeing signs circulate around Big Stone Gap, um, which is where she's from. Uh, I didn't, yeah, her presence was not made known really. And so, yeah, sadly, no, I didn't really know much about her at all. Yeah. And Caitlin, how about for you? I know that you, so she's, Caitlin's from Churchill, Tennessee, but I mean, you come back and forth through Virginia all the time and you kind of feel a little bit like Virginia might be home. Don't tell your parents I said that. Although if they're listening, they're going to be like, oh my God, she can't say that. So what did, I mean, did you know much about her? Um, well, I, um, of course, found out about her through you as well, just like Trey. Um, I was, I took a class with you last semester where we talked about this um, through, um, you know, parties and elections. And I actually got to meet Tasha. Um, you know, I got to hear her speak in your class and I was disappointed to say the least. Um, I, you know, I felt like she had a great opportunity to come out and court the young people 
and she just did not step up to the plate. And, you know, she's, she's been on campus twice to my knowledge. Um, and I only knew about it once and I wouldn't have known about it the first time had I not been in your class. Um, so, you know, I, I am a Tennessee voter. I'm, I do not, I'm not registered in Virginia. Well, I might call Virginia home now, but you know, um, I, I think it says a lot when even Virginia voters don't know who's running. And I think her social media presence is, is poor, um, especially if she, you know, seeks to court young people because a lot of young people are very active on social media. You know, she, she, she does post on Facebook, but she's not using the social media apps that most young people are using these days. You know, she's not on Instagram posting. She is not using Twitter, which is the best social media platform for any kind of campaigning, um, in my opinion. Um, but I, I just don't feel like she took advantage of the resources that she had that were completely free. And, you know, being from Big Stone, being an alumni from the University of Virginia's College at Wise, she could have used this college campus to her advantage. And yet she never did. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of sad. I was thinking about it. I, I broke it down by precinct last night. And uh, in Wise, just, you know, not not the county, but in Wise itself, um, she got 179 votes total. And she's an alumni, like you said. And so, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's a missed opportunity. And then yesterday, I know that she had her, um, her watch party for watching the election results. She also had that in Wise. She was at Reno's. But I thought, you know, it, it's just, why weren't you on campus why weren't you making more efforts with the students on campus because technically by being someone who graduated from there you should have connections to students who are just like you I mean there there's a certain types of demographics that are drawn to our school and and given that she has a degree from there I, I feel like the connections could easily be made between the students who attend and and her as an individual now you mentioned her social media presence and um Caitlin I know that you've been kind of looking at some of that in research and other things. And Trey, you just recently started looking at her social media presence. That, so there, I'm, I'm going to go off of the, my, on my soapbox for just a moment. There, there were clips that were posted of her. Um, I kept wanting her to be very vocal about issues, to have a platform, a very strong platform, um, to, for there to be videos posted of her talking about issues um, and I, I remember seeing videos where she was being introduced and you would see a video where someone's introducing her, but then when the mic is handed to her, the video ends. And I, I would think like, let her speak. <laughs> like this is, this is her campaign page. Like people would like to just hear from her, hear, hear it in her own words. And that was never there. So as I know that right now I'm going to pause. So people may be driving around and being like, what is the show about? Who's Heather have on today? So hi, everybody. This is Red, White, and Confused. Thanks for listening and tuning in. You are listening to a conversation between me and two of my students at UVA Wise, uh, Trey Stidham and Caitlin Parton, both of which are seniors. Trey is an education major and Caitlin is the best kind of major. She's poli sci. Uh, and so, and yes, Trey, you can go back and tell people in education I said that, although maybe they'll listen and they'll hear it anyways. So 
So we've been talking about the survey we did in my class, um, what we found. We, I want to get back into some of those findings in a moment. And then the election itself. Both of you mentioned that you didn't really know much. Did the election results surprise you in any way, shape, or form? I mean, did you think that Griffith was going to win? Did, did you see this as being competitive? Oh, um, I no, did I, not. <laughs> I love how uh, both of you hopped in on that question. Okay. Yeah. So, Go ahead, Caitlin. There you go. Okay, thanks, Trey. Um, so, no, I, I did not foresee this being competitive whatsoever. Um, just because even if somebody is just going to the polls to vote R or vote D, chances are they've probably heard of Morgan Griffith before they've had they've heard of Keisha Devon. Um, just because, you know, he's got the incumbency advantage and she doesn't and she's really not made a super great platform for people to get to know her or get to know what she stands for but i i just did not see this being competitive at all whatsoever yeah i was literally gonna say the exact same thing um i a lot of people i think do go to the polls just to strictly vote republican or democrat and i mean morgan griffith has been in office this is his this is what 12 yeah that's what i thought so they know who he is obviously they keep reelecting him so and and i guess they have i i didn't know about her and so i know the older generation probably didn't know much about her either and i think that's really what hurt her in the long run yeah and in terms of the issues that people mentioned on the survey so i was doing some analysis with it earlier and you both mentioned the economy so for um issues facing southwest virginia the number one issue that people mentioned was jobs and the second one were things dealing with inflation so did we see either candidate really talking about jobs or inflation i mean did taisha did morgan did either of them talk about these things? Caitlin, what do you what do you think? Um, to my knowledge, no, I never really saw either of them talking about any of those issues. Um, if they did, they hit it very briefly and, you know, I've, I've missed it. Um, but I, I think we all kind of knew that those were going to be the things that people said were the biggest issues. Um, it was just it was just pretty obvious to, you know, me and you and the rest of our class. Um and I, it was very obvious to the people taking the surveys as well. You know, that was the thing that they very quickly jumped to answer. Um, but I don't think, I don't think Tasha was really hitting on any of the right things when she was hitting on things. Um, and then Morgan Griffith, I don't think Morgan Griffith really had to campaign on any issues. He knew he had the election won. So he really didn't have to work for it. Good point. How about you, Trey? Yeah, um, I think what everything that Caitlin said was right. Um, I think he knew he had it just because of his incumbent advantage. Um, so he really didn't have to do much campaigning. Maybe, maybe I didn't research enough, or I, maybe yeah, maybe it falls on me. Maybe if she did, but I did not see those as being part of her big issues. It didn't fall on you, Trey. Yeah. So um it, it it definitely didn't um there were um opportunities that were just missed opportunities with that campaign and yes i do understand that she's not an incumbent and she's never run before but the, i i would have advised her very differently so the big question that students have been asked to answer in their upcoming paper 
that involves this survey is if you were to run here, what would you run on and how would you run? Like, given what you know now and you've seen this election, all of that, what would you do differently? What, how would you run differently? If you were to run a, either against Morgan Griffith as a Republican or against Morgan Griffith as a Democrat, just if you were going to run in Southwest Virginia, what would you do differently? Who would like to take that question first? Caitlin. I can go ahead and uh, start that off. Um, so I know, I know I've talked about it with you before. I do not think a woman can win. And <laughs> Oh boy, we're going to have a whole other show on that now. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't think we'll see that happen anytime soon. Um, but, you know, that's another conversation for another time. Um, but if I would have been Tasha, I would have been burning my social media up. And I would have been all over this college campus. Um, I also, I would have been in the community a lot more, I think. Um, I really would have been out there trying to connect with the voters. You know, I have worked in a congressional office. And I know one thing that my representative really stressed was constituent support and constituent communication. And her voters love that. They eat that up. And I think that's really important to be out there in the field, meeting with the cons the constituents that are essentially voting you into office. If you don't feel any ties to the people that are voting you in, what good are you? You know, you have got to be able to connect with these people. You've got to be able to relate. And I don't necessarily think that either of our candidates in this race really connected with their voters, but I think they could have at least pretended to be. You know, they could have put on a good show, I think. And I, I don't think either of them really tried. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of Tasha doing a lot of traveling, being out of the district. And it's like, you know, why is she out of the district? She's running in the ninth. Why is she not here going to events or hosting events? Or, you know, why is she not posting the videos of her speaking at these events? I mean, does she not want us to know what she was actually saying at those events? It just brings up a lot of questions. Um, but yeah, I think I really would have started with a lot of changes in the district and going out and speaking to those people that are potentially casting a ballot for me. Yeah. How about you, Trey? This might sound a little rude and maybe a little harsh, but like maybe just a little bit of effort. I don't know. I, we talked about in class, um, we talked about home style, the, like coming back to your home and finding out what your constituents care about. Like, and honestly, I don't think either one of them really know like what we care about anymore. And I think if you want people to vote for you, you need to be able to represent them and their needs. Like, I think that's how you win the election. And neither one of them did that. I don't think, I mean, but like we said earlier, Morgan Griffith doesn't have to. He knows that he has it in the bag. But once again, I couldn't tell you the last time that I've seen Morgan Griffith in my area, in Big Stone. I mean, I was looking on his Facebook page today, and I see that he's been to a lot of the local high schools in the district. And that's awesome, but um, high schoolers are great. However, also, you have to appeal to your older generations as well. I mean, just the same as Tasha. Um, where was she? I mean, I don't, I don't, I never attended any of her things or knew where they were, um, or if they were even local. And some people 
also don't want to leave their bubble. So like you have to come to them too. And I think that plays a part in this. Um, and I think you just have to be able to represent people. And I don't honestly think either one of them did it very well at all. Well, that's a great point. And uh, so you got to meet the voters where they are. And I want to say that I think that both parties in this county, all parties, I'm going to include third parties here. I think everyone would benefit from doing a project similar to how we did this project this semester. You know, the Democrats, the Republicans, they should find out what it is that people care about and and work on those issues. And it it shouldn't just be the people who are within their party taking that survey. Everybody should be taking that survey. And the way that we did it in this class was to go out into the community in person. Now, you could totally do an online survey, but in our region, there are a lot of people who do not have internet access. And so you do need to meet the people where they are, Trey. You're correct. Like, find out what the people care about in a very nonpartisan way and then work on those things. And um, at the episode that I did last week, I had a couple people on to talk about the rule resentment and like how, you know, Democrats have been kind of floundering in rural America. What can they do to to get better, get better results? Um, and one of the suggestions is, again, to go to show up, just show up. And Caitlin mentioned, you know, being here and not being away and, and showing up, showing up during flood, showing up, just showing up. And that that, no matter which party you're on, that that shows that you care. So, well, thanks to both of y'all for being on the show today. This has been great. And I hope that everyone driving around enjoyed your story, Trey, about the millionaire who doesn't need to vote. Listen, everybody, you need to vote. All right. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, but Bobert is like within inches of losing her election. Uh, and within inches really means just a couple of votes separate her and her competitor. So, Voting matters uh, and, and getting registered to vote does matter. But the, that story is a great story. But thanks thanks to both of y'all for being on the show. And thanks to everybody for listening. If you missed any piece of this, you can catch up anytime on podcast. This show also comes on on Thursdays at 6 and Sundays at 1. I hope you all have a great week. <laughs>